0: Good morning, Orchardville. It's good to be here this morning. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. You know what? When I was back in the world, I hated a dead party. And now that I'm a born-again child of God, I hate a dead church. And uh, that's one reason why we're a fan of Orchardville Church. We have been for years, just a Give you a little bit about myself. I know a lot of you are here this morning. I see a lot of familiar faces. But uh, just to give you an idea of uh, a little bit of background. We attended Orchardville Church for, well, up until 2005. Me and my family, uh, we was here whenever this large building was constructed, and we helped in it and, uh, and worked in it. In fact, I know some of you probably remember the day that we carried our chairs. We carried our own chairs from the old sanctuary. Over to this one, I see a lot of heads shaking. That we done that on a Sunday after a service. We carried them all, picked them up, carried them over here. It was awesome. Awesome. And uh, so uh, we attended here for, I don't know, four or five years. And then 2005, the Lord uh, called me to pastor the First Christian Church in Wayne City. And uh, then, uh, of course, when I resigned there, it was just a natural fit to come back here. And, of course, we was uh, welcomed with open arms and, and gracious and you know, we hadn't been here just a week or two, and uh, the Lord just, it, I just realized, you know, there was three things about Orchardville Church that just does not change. And I noticed it was Kay's singing, amen, can you disagree agree with that? Kay's singing, Mark's preaching, and most importantly, the presence of God. You know, those are three powerful things that never changes about Orchardville Church, uh, I have a beautiful platinum blonde daughter here on the, up front here, Kelsey, my wife, Chris, and then I'm my, I'm probably most famous. My claim to fame, if I have a claim to fame, I am Ori Greenwald's dad. Yeah. And if you don't know Ori, he will probably introduce himself at the end of the service. Okay. Uh, I did wear my cowboy boots this morning in, in honor of Pastor Mark. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. I, uh, I got my phone here. I started to turn my phone off, and I thought, I, oh, I forgot. I'm in Orchardville. You don't have to turn your cell phone <laughs> your cell phone off in Orchardville. You, you don't have no signal in Orchardville, so it don't make no difference. So, uh, so, so, it don't make a difference. We got some scriptures for you here this morning. Uh you know, I'll tell you these are these are classic scriptures, and uh, by classic, I, I hope that I hope if I hope that you could look at both of those scriptures without even turning to your Bible, and you'd be able to quote those scriptures. I hope that, that you would be able to do that, and if you can't, <laughs> I hope after today that you will, because these are two foundational scriptures, and uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, I truly believe that a lot of times we just we need to stick stick with the the uh, the basics. We need to stick with the foundational scriptures until the, our roots go down deep. You know, if we got deep roots, you know, and there's a storm in life and our roots are deep, we can kind of move and flex with that storm, and, but our roots won't, won't move. They'll stay because they're down deep, down deep. And, uh, you know, right now, spring training uh, is started right now. You know, the Cardinals are getting ready. Is there any Cardinal fans here? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's that? Uh, that other team? Are they fielding a? Are they fielding a team this year? The other team? Uh, do they have a team this year? From Chicago? Do they? No, nope. they are. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't know if they was or not. So, I hope you enter lighthearted this morning. <laughs> I'm a one-man show up here. I don't want to hear your comments. I'm a one-man show. (laughs) Amen. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I want to talk to you this morning about transformation. Transformation. And I want to talk to you uh, primarily to the born-again child of God, to the ones here that have put their hope and their trust in Jesus Christ and you know that you know that you know that he has washed you clean. You know that you are a child of God. But I want to talk about transformation for the body of Christ. Now, see, some people would th- say and think that, uh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a born-again child of God. You know, I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've been baptized. Uh, you know, I go to church, you know. Once in a while, or or maybe even every Sunday, whatever the case may be. So why do I need to, what more do I need? Am I not completely, holy? I mean, isn't that all there is? And I would say, no, that is not all there is. You know, the scripture tells us, uh, in Thessalonians, it says that we are actually a three-part being. We're a spirit, soul, and body. You know God says that we're created in his image and he's a three-part being. Father, son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. So so very simply, very basic basically, see when we're born again, our spirit, man, is born again. The inside, the inside of you, the part that's going to go to heaven, it's born again. It's washed clean. It is squeaky clean. Amen. But here, here's, the, here's the problem, that's the good part, here's the problem side of it, is our mind, just because you kneel at an altar and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, that does not mean you're going to get rid of all that stinking thinking. Amen. Can anybody say amen to that? It took me a long time to, to, to uh, understand that truth and to realize that that was a biblical truth of the body, of, of the Bible. And so, just because the spirit man is born again, my mind can be and used to be just as corrupt as it ever was. So, so, so let's look at this Romans 12. We're going to start in verse 1. Yeah, that's what we have up there. We'll start in verse 1. And this verse 1, there's a lot of words there, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to and then I'm going to pick out a few words and make it more simple, uh, much more easy for us to understand. I'm not going to change the meaning of it any. But it says, Romans 12, 1, it says, therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercy of God to present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And I'm just going to go on to the first part of verse 2 there. And it says, do not be conformed to this world. So let's look at verse 1 there. It says, therefore I urge you, so he's urging us, and it goes on to say, to present your bodies as a form of worship. Okay, there's a lot of words in between there, and I'm not discounting them, but sometimes if we don't take, you know, we can literally talk for like two hours on this one verse, but I don't want to do that this morning. I I, want to get the main meaning here, what the Apostle Paul's trying to tell us. So what he's telling us, he says, I urge you to present your body to God in a way of worship. That's what he's telling us. To present our body to God in a way of worship. Now, I don't know about you, but now now see, sometimes our mind goes to food and, well, we don't, we don't want to, you know, we got to take care of our body. But that, uh, that's not all it at all. It goes, you know, I used to abuse my body. Is there anybody here didn't use to abuse our body? pour things into it, put things, all kinds of craziness, I would abuse my body. So see, he's really what he's talking about here. He's talking about our, ha- our bad habits, our nasty sins that we just can't get rid of. All this stuff he's talking about, anything that would bring, would not bring glory to God, that's what he's talking about. And you know, our flesh, and it's nasty. It is nasty. You know, I, I've said before, you, if you took the flesh and you wring it like a rag, there, it would be nasty and vile. It wants to do crazy things. We used to do them. We have friends that are still doing them. But here, here's what I love about the Bible. It tells us what not to do, and that's important. We need to know what not to do. But then it tells us how not to do it. You know, I always say, uh, you know, uh, you know, we've been in business for years and, and had numerous business v- adventures and, uh, and, and th- things like that. And what i discovered long ago is, I really don't want to hear about what the problem is. I want to hear about what the answer is. Does anybody agree with that? I want to know the answer. And of course we know the answer to sin is Jesus Christ, and the answer to controlling our flesh, controlling our mind. See what, see what the Apostle Paul tells us in verse 2 there. And I, and I read earlier, it says, do not be conformed to this world. Very simply, don't, ha- don't do what you used to do. We used to do some crazy stuff. Everybody did. Don't do that. You know how you used to argue with your wife? Don't do that no more. You know how you used to skip out and do all kinds of crazy things? Don't do that no more. So that's really simple. But then he tells us how to control not only our mind, but also our bodies. And he says, and be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, that's not a new scripture. In fact, Brian mentioned it last week. But it's, it's one of the principles. It's one of the basic scriptures of transforming our mind. Now, let me tell you why, why it's so important. It's because I've seen it happen. In fact, I've done it myself. You know, I can preach on what not to do for days. And the reason that is because I've done most of them. I'm like an expert at what not to do. You know, so uh, so, so we have to, there's certain things that we have to do to live a victorious life. How many of you know that not all born-again children of God live in victory? I mean, it's true. It's like the dirty little secret of the church. Don't, don't tell nobody, but, you know, that, they're, they're, they're living in sin. Don't tell anybody, but, you know, they, they don't have no victory in their life. You know, and I, you know, I've had people say, well, well, they're not born again. Well, I think some of them are. Some of them probably aren't, but I think a lot of them are. But see what the problem is, they have they, the, the renewing of the mind. They don't have anything to fight with. When the devil comes at them, you know, when the devil wants to lead them off and lead them into sin and, and, and lead them to back to that addiction or, or lead them over here to do this or make that phone call or turn on that, that website, whatever the case may be, they don't have anything to fight with. All they have is their old, stinking, stinking, thinking. That's all they got. But see, if we can put that word of God inside of us, then when the devil comes, <laughs> we say, get thee behind me, devil. You see, you've got something. You've got something to go to battle with. You've got something to, uh, to attack with. You've got something to, 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 uh, to protect yourself with, protect your family, protect you, your grandchildren, protect this church with. If you want this church to be stronger, it's not in numbers, I'll tell you that right now. It's not in numbers. If you put the Word of God inside of you in a systematic way, on a regular basis, this church will be so strong. Woo! Woo! You know, I'll tell you something else. You put that Word of God inside of you, if you have loved ones and family members that you're just trying to witness to and you just can't muster it up, if you read the Word on a daily basis, I guarantee you, you will muster up the faith to witness to them I assure you this is the Bible says you will glory to God now see what we try to do a lot of times just because we don't know you know we have an obstacle or something comes our way or we're praying for a, a lost uh, unsaved person or something like that you know and we squint our eyes and we we're really we're gonna build we're really in We're, <laughs> you know it uh, I'm just joking okay we, we really don't do this. This isn't biblical. But you know how it is. We go, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'm really in faith now. Yes, this is it. This is it. I, you know, I'm really believing. I'm really believing you, Lord. But see, that's I've done that before too, and see, that's not biblical either. There's only one way that we can muster up faith. There's only one way that we can live a victorious Christian life. There's only one way. Romans ten seventeen. And it says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Man, and you, and you thought I was going to bring some magical, mystical revelation this morning. And you know what? It is a revelation that will change you and can and, can, and will change you. You know, the, the power of the Word of God, think about this just for a moment. You know, Uh, before I got saved, before Chester got saved, before many of my friends got saved, we didn't want to hear nothing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We didn't want to hear nothing about church. I I don't want to hear that stuff. And for myself, I remember distinctly different times throughout my life. Before I was saved, when I was running the world, I remember distinctly when, when people would witness to me and I would tell them, and one time I was, I was cooking out there, it was on a Saturday afternoon, I had my grill, I had my food, I had my, mm. and, 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 and I was all there, and I was set, and man, it was a beautiful day, the sun was shining, and here come these church people. ha. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> here come these church people, and I sure didn't want to hear or talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just very polite to them, but I said, mm, no thanks. And uh, so anyway, but see, but see, this is what I'm wanting to get to you. This is how powerful the Word of God is. When they spoke those truths to me, I didn't want to hear them, but they still went inside of me. They still planted seed inside of me, and that seed started to grow. And lo and behold, you know, it wasn't it was probably like two or three years later, lo and behold, I had faith inside of me to get saved. You know what, uh, Chester, we, that's actually the reason we started coming to this church way back in 2000-something, one or, huh? 14 years. 14 years ago, long time ago. The reason we started coming to this church is because we as witnessed Chester and trying to get him saved and trying to, trying to get him in <clears> the <throat> body of Christ. And he finally says, "Oh, go. You know, there's no Chester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, as long as there's no Chester. I'll go with you if you'll go to Orchardville. Okay. Let's go. So, the next Sunday, we went to Orchardville, and we've been, and we've been here on, ever. and Chester's still here. So, see, but see, we witnessed to him. He didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it. Same way with another friend of mine, Bear Gregory. Uh, I got saved before he did, and he would he would still come in a parts store, and I'd witness it to him. And, and uh, he would leave, and I'd, I'd be right behind him, you know, following him out the door. <laughs> And uh, and he would get the he'd get the he'd say boy I wish you wouldn't talk to me about that stuff. (laughs) He didn't want to hear it at all, and he told me that. That's exactly he said. I don't want to hear it as plain as you can. I don't want to hear it. You know he's not one much one to mince words. He just kind of tells you the way it is. I don't want to hear it. But still, it didn't matter because he didn't want to hear it. Because the Word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is the power of God. Yes. Not me. Not you. It's His power. Yes. And see, when we put that Word of God inside of us on a regular basis, guess what we start doing? Woo-hoo. We start walking in the power and the authority of God. We start realizing, wow, you mean Whenever Christ died on the cross, wow, that gave me privileges and rights, and, and that enabled me. Now I qualify for these promises just because I'm a child of God. You know, there's a lot of us sitting out here today. You, you, you've, had, uh, you've had things in life just because, uh, because your mom and dad might have gave you something, or you worked hard and they rewarded you for something. see it's the same way with being a child of God (laughs) let me just tell you if you don't know there is special privileges for being a child of God but you don't know about them unless unless you read the word of God so faith cometh by where by hearing and hearing by the by the word of God I'm going to step on your toes just for a minute all right are you ready Brian, I don't know. Have no idea what time I started. Okay. Okay. He told me not to preach over an hour and a half, so I'm going to try to hold it. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to try to narrow it down. Okay. All right. You know, I'm going to step on your toes just for a minute. You know, sometimes we think, well, I go to church. You know, and I, and you know, and uh, you know, I might, I give a little bit of money to the church once in a while, you know, really, what else am I supposed to do? I mean, like, and I've asked God this, God, what do you want from me? Has anybody, am I the only one? Has anybody done that? God, what do you, what do you want from me? Now, that usually comes on, you know, a few years after you've been uh, hooked up with the Lord, and you're just like, Lord, what do you want from me? I, uh." there was a man come to preach, uh, preach for me one time, and and uh, he said when he got saved and he was, he was seeking God and God had called him into ministry and he asked God, he said, what do you, what, what do you want from me, God? And he says, well, what do you have? And uh, what's that guy's name? He's been here before. And a uh, uh, singer, older guys had many hits and records. But anyway, God asked him, he says, well, what do you have? He says, well, I have a wife and kids. He says, I'll take those. He says, well, I have, you know, a, a house and I have a car. And God said, well, I'll take those too. And then he said, well, I can write songs and, and uh, you know, I can sing and I can play an instrument. God says, hey, I'll take those too. Very simply, see, God wants all of us, every bit of you. In fact, let me all even go this far. If you have something that's important in your life, it's important to God too. You know that? You want me to tell you why? If it's important to you, it's important to God. That's how much he loves you. How many of you drag your kids (laughs) from one part of town to the other part of town just because they want to play baseball or basketball? Oh, heaven forbid they want to play baseball, basketball, and soccer. What if they want to do it all? What do we do? All of a sudden, these things that we really didn't care about, all of a sudden, they're important to us. Because we love them so much. See, I I realized a long time ago when when I was just saved. Because, see, I always thought that God wanted to mess my life up. I thought he wanted me to get rid of all my friends and not have no fun no more. See, that's what I thought. But, see, I didn't realize that God wanted to take my life and, and take the things in my life and make it better. See, I didn't realize that. And that's one of the key ingredients. If you don't know that, more than likely you won't pick up the Word of God. But if you know that, I guarantee you, if you know that and completely understand that, you will want to look at the Word of God because it's going to lead you to blessings. It's going to lead you to good things and not just financial. Where's love come from? God. God is love, right? Right. How many of you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of you love your spouse? Uh, hey, men, all the men, look at me just for a minute. Hey, if you have been sleeping all morning and you haven't heard anything I've said, wake up and raise your hand. Okay? Okay. How many of you love your spouse? How many of you love your children? How many of you love your grandchildren? Woo. I can raise. <laughs> how many of you love your friends? We do. Well, you want me to tell you how to love them more? You mean to tell you how to love them more? Read the Word of God. Because as you read the Word of God, you'll think, "Oh, mm, I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> And, and you'll realize that there's things that, that things that we should do and also things that we shouldn't do. So, see, like I, said, like I just said, God wants the best for us. He is love. So, what better way of understanding how to love those around us than to read the Word of God? It's a proven fact. It's a biblical principle. It's true. Now, in Jeremiah 7, we don't have that scripture for you this morning, but the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. It's a classic scripture also. I'll say it again. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, in today's culture, it would read something like this. Now, this isn't scripture. This is Rob's version of today's culture, the same scripture, okay? Obedience is better than sacrifice. I'd put it something like God's not impressed of our sacrifices, of our time on Sunday morning if we're not obedient throughout the week. It's just that simple. I wish there was a better way. I wish there was a better way of getting the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the joy of God, the mercies of God in our life, but there's not. And and I, I, I wish there was a better way, but you will not get it two hours on Sunday morning. I wish you could, I wish it was that easy. And you might be on a maintenance diet. You know, you might be on a maintenance program, and and it might not show up for a while. But if you want the blessings of God to be in your life, somehow, some way, we have to put that word of God inside of us. It's just that simple. Thank God for his word. Thank him for loving us. How many of you like to enjoy praise and worship? Amen. You wanna? I mean, how many of you would just, just one time, you'd just love to break out and just raise your hands and just freely? Samantha, come up. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But how many you would just love to just raise your hand and just uninhibited, just praise God and sing praises to Him and maybe the only dance I know is Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) That's it. And, I, and I'm not very good at this, so don't be asking me to do it, okay? But how many of you would love to be able to do that? I, I, I like to be able to do that. You don't have a chance of doing it if you don't read the Word. You don't have a chance in doing it. But see, when you read the Word and, and you read about this and you read about the blessings of God and the promises of God, and it might not mean anything to you right then. But then like maybe three or four days later or maybe two weeks later and a blessing comes your way and you think, wow, God gave that to me. Man, God worked all of that out and lo and behold. And then you think, you know, he told me. He said in his word he was going to do that for me. But see if we don't put the word of God inside of us somehow, some way. See, we don't know those things. We just don't know. The bottom line is, We all need more of God. We all need that transformation. Transformation. We need all of him because he wants to make our lives better. That's what he wants. You know, there has been victory in this house today. Can you sense that? From the very first note that was strung to the words that Brian said, there's just like a victory in this place, a powerful spirit. Well, let me tell you, I'm I'm, I'm almost done. Stay with me just for another minute or two. I want to give you a couple examples of how powerful the Word of God is. In Matthew 4, the devil came to Jesus to tempt him. No different, I repeat, no different than when he comes to your knock, knock, knock. Hey, are you home? This is the devil. I want to tempt you. No different. But anyway, long story short, the devil came to Jesus to tempt him, and each and every time, four different times, each time Jesus didn't say anything like, I'm the Son of God, I'm beyond temptation. He didn't say that. You know what he done? You know what he used? Anybody. The Word, glory to God. If you've got this pet sin that you just can't get rid of and it's lingered for years and years and years, your only one weapon is the Word of God. And if you'll put that inside of you, you will walk in victory. Amen. It's true. In Ephesians 6, Apostle Paul tells us all about putting on the armor of God. Putting on the armor, armor of God. We're not going to go through that this morning. But he talks about, and then at the end, at the very end, after he has, after we have on our armor, and it says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay? Now stick with me here. So I don't know what your image of the Holy Spirit is. But when I think of the Holy Spirit, man, is there anybody tall and buffed in here? No, there's not. Man, man, Uh, well, sorry, sorry, guys. (laughs) When I think of the Holy Spirit, he is the tallest being in the room. You know, he, you know, like what, like 290 or 390, whatever, nothing but muscle, ripped. Nobody's got a chance against this guy. That, when, I, when I think of the Holy Spirit, that's, that's kind of what it is, undefeated, unable to be defeated. But yet, when this, when this being, the Holy Spirit, when he goes to battle, he takes the same thing that me and you take. When the Holy Spirit goes to battle, he says, wait just a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I hope that inspires you to somehow, some way read the Word of God. Somehow, some way. Okay, I'm closing now. I'll tell you what. Uh, I got a couple more things that the Lord has laid on, laid on my heart. And uh, if the praise team wants to go ahead and come, uh, I am so thankful for the Word that it directs us You know, there's sometimes in this world, man, if you look at the world around you, you think, what is going on around here? Because it's so messed up. It's such so much confusion, so much perversion. There's a lot of things messed up. But I'm so thankful for the Word of God because that allows us to come back to a point, the point where God wants us. Go ahead, guys, whenever you're ready. So I just want to tell you this morning. God loves nothing more than when his children come to visit. My mom and dad, they're they're, they're here this morning. You know what they love? They love it when all the kids come over and fellowship. See, that's the way God is too. God loves it. It makes him so proud to see his children take 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day and just sit down and say, hello, hello, Lord. I come to, I come to hear your words today. I come, to, I come to receive from you today. I come to get guidance today. I come to get nourishment today. I come to get strength today. I come to get wisdom today. I come to see you, Lord. Nothing pleases the Lord like that. Now, if you've never experienced that ability to, what the Scripture says, to come to the throne of God, boldly come to the throne of God, if you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you what it's not about. It's not about what you did last night. It has nothing to do with it. Oh, it has nothing to do with it. It's not about what you did last week or the week before. It's not about your last name. It's not about big, small, significant, insignificant. It's not about none of that. What it's about is will you accept God's invitation to eternal life? Will you accept him? What God's asking us, and this is the reason he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. What he's asking is, he says, "He's right now, he says, hey, uh, Will you spend eternity with me in heaven where there's no sickness and no disease and, and no sorrow? I, I just want to know, will you, will you spend eternity with me in heaven? And he might even say something like, Now, I can't promise you that you won't go through some troubles on this earth. And you might have some heartache on this earth, but, but I will promise you, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll promise you that you'll never have to walk through something on your own. That, that's, that's what he's saying this morning. So if you've never done that, you can this morning. So the altar is open, there's, there's people here. A simple prayer. Here's what it takes it takes a yielded, open heart. That's what it takes. A yielded open heart to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Scripture says it takes two things. Faith, and, you, and faith comes by hearing the things I've said today. I hope I've lifted the Lord up. Faith and God's grace. Those are the two things, and that's it. Our faith in His grace. That's it. So if you've never done that, please come. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618 835 2677.